Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Gaining Insight, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on January 27th, 2019. In this passage, we see Jesus go on to say that, that you can only serve one master, not two. See, we'll give one greater devotion and the other will kind of be left behind. There's not something that we can give all of our heart to or split, divide our heart with. We have to give all of our heart to something specific and usually we do that. Usually we give it to a relationship or or early on in in our marriage relationship when we had kids, um, you know, our hearts were with our kids. You know, we we just gave everything to help raise them and to help teach them and to help guide them and, and they really were the center of our lives. Well, over the last few weeks, we've discussed a whole bunch of stuff on how God is always at work, how, how he's always doing a new thing. We just discussed how important our influence is, where, when it's upward, when it's inward, and when it's outward. How important we are to, to one another as a family as we do life together. We talked about how God has adopted us into this family that we're a community, a family of believers, sons and daughters in his family. Well, this week, I, I'd like for us to look at how we, you and I, individually can gain insight to these things. All these things we've learned will, will help us to live in a way that will move us towards a deeper love for Jesus Christ. And, and really, that is the heart of why we gather together, to grow deeper in love with Jesus, to understand the love that God has given to each and every one of us. And as we better understand that love, we will instinctively fall deeper in love with him. But it takes effort. It takes us to gather together as a family. See, when we gain insight, we come to a better understanding of how great this love is that God offers us. You know, the depth of his love. We sing about it in the song. We sing about and we talk about this love that God offers us. Well, as we gain insight into the word of God, My hope for us is that we'll gain wisdom on how to live godly lives. We'll have a greater understanding of how God, or this God of all creation, loves us so much that he created us and placed us and and put us in a specific place at a specific time so that we would grow deeper in our faith, that we would grow deeper in this love relationship with him. See, it truly is all about having a deeper faith. It's a faith that, that is of our own, and it's a faith that, that we all own. Well, I want to ask you this morning, how, how do you have a deeper faith? You know, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk and say, you know, you, you need to grow in faith. You need to take steps towards faith. You need to do all these things in faith. But I think at times we, we kind of listen to those comments and those statements, and we don't always realize, well, how do we do that? You know, what's my next step? Well, I believe that it all begins by you holding your faith like it's treasure. Seeing it as treasure, something that is so precious, so beautiful and so wonderful that that we hold it deep in our hearts. I love what it says in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. He says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and you raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure. 
you hear that part? If you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. Well, I believe together as a family, we can grow deeper in faith if we do just that. If we seek to gain insight and discover the things that God has for us in this life. And, and as we read today in our passage, that's my prayer for us this morning, is that, that we would seek God's word like silver, like treasure, and that we would hold it in our hearts. Let's pray together. Father, we just praise you this morning for your love and for your grace. Father, thank you for the awesome privilege that we get to gather together, Father. Thank you for your provision of this building, this space, these chairs, and all the other things that we would normally just take for granted, Father, because they're here, because you've given them to us, Father. Father, we acknowledge that you're the giver of all things. You're giver of life, you're the giver of grace, and you're the giver of peace. And Father, this morning as we come together as a family, as brothers and sisters in faith, Father, our prayer is that you would help us to better understand your word. Father, as we read it, that it would pierce our hearts, that it would penetrate our lives in a way that would change us and bring us to a place to where we have a better understanding, where we gain the knowledge and understanding of the things that you would have for us. Father, I know that every heart here is important to you. Every person that you've brought here in this moment has been, is here for a reason. And I, I pray, Father, that, that you would take this opportunity to show us what you have for us, Father. That you would use your words and that you would guide us and that you would help us. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for your love for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd like to read the, the first um, nine verses of Proverbs chapter four together. And then we'll talk a little bit about how we gain this insight. Starting in verse one of Proverbs chapter four, the writer says, Hear, O sons, a father in, father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland, a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Well, here in this passage, we have a, a parent wanting to give his children instruction. And he has a, a strong desire for them to seek after the treasures that lie in God's word, the treasures of God's commands, his precepts. And we too should see this passage as, as God, our Heavenly Father, speaking to us, giving us instruction in the same way. And if we want to grow in our faith and if we want to, to, to move forward in faith, then we have to understand that faith deepens when we listen. See, this is an important part of being a follower of Christ. Listen to what he says again in verses one and two. He says, hear, listen, O sons, a father's instruction and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. I want to ask you this morning, are you listening for God to speak to you? 
See, what, what does someone do to be able to hear the voice of God? You know, it's, it's another statement that, that, that sometimes we hear people say, are you listening for God? Have you heard the voice of God? And, and we're wondering why we haven't ever done that or why we haven't ever experienced that. I think sometimes we make the mistake of just expecting and thinking that God's gonna give us this audible voice, this burning bush, this loud cry. Well, I wanna offer you a couple or a few things that, that would, would come from God's scripture that would help us to hear God's voice. And I, I think the very first thing that we need to do is to draw near to God. James chapter four, verse eight says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And I, I want us to really think about that whole verse. I know a lot of times we just take the first half of it and we think, oh, all I need to do is draw near to God and he'll draw near to me. But listen to what he's telling us here. Pay attention. He says, cleanse your hands. He says, you sinners, and purify your hearts. He... In, in, just to wrap it up into one word, he's just simply saying repent. Turn away from your sinful deeds and turn to God. Draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. The other thing I think we should do is we should talk to God. I love this verse out of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse three. God says this, he says, call to me and I will answer you. You hear that? God says, call to me and I will answer you. And look at this beautiful part he says here. He says, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but, but I, I listen to other pastors. You know, I, I listen to podcasts and different pastors that I love. I know I've shared with you Adrian Rogers is one of my favorites. You know, it always strikes me in the moments as, as he's reading a passage and he's sharing something that, that I've already read in the past or I've already studied in the past on my own and also my eyes are just, oh wow, I didn't get that. Wow, that's an amazing treasure. And I think it's because of this. People like Adrian Rogers and, and all these other great clouds of witnesses that have come before us, they spend time talking to God. I even believe that in their own way, in our own way, that, that we call to him and he answers us. And when we cry out to him and we call to him, he shows us things and he teaches us things. And it's amazing. It's amazing to me how, how often it's specifically for us. I don't know about you guys, but when I've listened to our pastors preach, Jeff, Jason, Alan, you know, there's, there's just things that God just does and he just pops me in the forehead. <laughs> As they share a message of encouragement or, or God's word and I'm listening and I, I'm hearing it and it's almost like God is just speaking to me directly. He's saying, Floyd, you need to do this and this is an area in your life where I'd like to begin working See, but it all comes out of us talking to God. And I think the next thing we should do if we want to uh, deepen the aspect of, of being able to listen to God is that, that we should trust him. We should trust God. Proverbs 3, 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I know that's a familiar passage to many of us, but do we really do that? Do we really trust in God with all of our heart or are we just simply saying it and then leaning on our own understandings? 
How many of you have an opinion? <laughs> we all do, right? See, that's our understanding. And, and we feel like at times we, we have to uh, voice our opinions. We have to share our opinions. You know, we, we have something that we, we stand on a lot in our country, that we have freedom of speech. Adrian Rogers said it tremendously well when he says, just because we have these freedoms doesn't mean we need to take advantage of them. Sometimes there's moments when we don't need to talk. And I think this is what he's telling us. If we trust God with all of our heart, then let's not lean on our own opinions or our own things that we think are right or should be right or the privileges that we think we might have to have in every moment. He's saying just simply listen to God and trust him. Listen to what he's telling you and trust him. See, because in God's plan, God's plan for you, this is where you'll find your greatest goodness, your, your greatest love, your greatest life. And I know I've shared with this passage with you guys a million times over, but I'll keep sharing it with you because it's my favorite passage and I get to. Psalm 1611, it just simply says, you make known to me the path of life and in your presence there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. In your presence there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. See, God is showing us the path. He's laid it out before us. And our responsibility is just to trust him on it, to walk with him on it, and to go on that journey together. See, we have to trust him. We have to believe that he has our best interest in mind. We have to listen. Hear, oh children, hear my family to what I am saying. Listen intently. And no matter what you go through, no matter what your lot in life is, trust in him. No matter what path he set before you, trust with all your heart. Because I believe faith deepens when we open our hearts to God. I believe faith deepens when we open our hearts to God. Verses four and five, he says this. He taught me and he said to me, let your heart, circle your heart, Hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. So I'd like to address two things about our heart. Because I think there's a a little confusion when it comes to our heart. Because a lot of times, you know, we, we live and let our lives be led by our hearts. Well, the, the first thing that I think we have to understand is that, that sometimes our hearts can deceive us. Sometimes we, we, we shouldn't always lead by our hearts. Jeremiah 17, verses 9 and 10 say the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. And who can understand it? God says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Now, if you you take that passage in context and you back up to to Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 9, and you look at what God says, he says, the man who trusts in man is foolish. But the man who puts his trust in God is foolish. He says, the man who puts his trust in God will bear fruit no matter what season he's in. No matter what storm comes his way, he will still bear, still bear fruit. 
And as he gets to the point that the heart is deceitful, I believe what he's trying to tell us is, hey, you know what? Your heart is great, but you have to open it to me. You have to let me in. You have to trust me with it. Because you know what? When you lean on your own understanding and you let your heart guide you, life isn't going to be the life that I want it to be for you. Those tough moments come when the winds come, the storms come. You'll just wither away and fall. But when you put your trust in me, when you plant your roots deep by the water, in every season and all time, you will bear fruit. Now, I would challenge you to read Jeremiah 17 when you get home today. Just look at it. Listen to what God is saying to Jeremiah. Look what he's saying to us. See, the, the reality is that there, sh- there will be moments when we should not, keyword should not, follow our hearts. See, instead we should ask God to search our hearts to ensure that, that our motives are pure, that the desires that we have that are in our hearts align with his heart. See, sometimes our hearts will lead us into things that we might regret if we don't do as he says here if we don't get wisdom and get insight and turn away, turn away from the world, but turn to God's words and his commands for us. Well, the second thing about our heart is that, that we should always seek to guard it. And I think this is an important one because we all know the armor of God, right? He gives us all of these things. And, and it's interesting to me how, how, how the breastplate of righteousness is just that. It's a covering. And what does it cover? It covers our hearts. It protects our hearts. Why does it protect our hearts? It's the blessed breastplate of what? Righteousness, goodness, the things of God. See, we should always seek to guard our hearts. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He says this. He says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life for from it flow the springs of life so i want us to note here that that god tells us that from the heart flows life and i I think this is something that we should take very seriously see when we put the word of god in our hearts and seek in faith to keep god's commands we are doing something that will spring forth, that will bring about life. Our lives will bear fruit. And we have to guard our hearts. We have to protect our hearts. See, this is so important. This is why it's so important for us to open our hearts to the word of God, to allow it to penetrate our hearts. See, it's great to have knowledge and wisdom. It's great to have an understanding and be able to quote things and and say things and be able to teach things. But if it never changes us here, then the Bible teaches us, then we're just noisemakers. And we may sound good, but really isn't good to the world. What is that saying that, that people will tell you that, You've heard said uh, over and over is that um, people don't care what you know. They only want to know that you care. See, when we open our hearts to God, people will know that we care. Not because we have a lot of knowledge or a lot of understanding, 
but because we've allowed, God, allowed God's word to, to penetrate from here to here and to change our hearts. John, 1 John verse, chapter 2, verse 29, says that if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices, circle practices and underline righteousness, has been born of him. See, they'll know that you care. Because God is righteous. And because you are practicing his righteousness, you're allowing him into your heart. You're allowing this life to flow from your heart. People will see that you are born of him. Well, this brings us to our, our last point here. Is that faith deepens when we take action. Verse seven and eight in our passage he says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly. And she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. I like those words. I don't know about you guys. Get it. Embrace it. See, he's painting us a picture here. He's telling us that, that faith is an action word. And we should be an action church. The body of Christ should be people of action. We should put our faith to work. See, our faith deepens when we take action. How many of you guys have ever, uh, I was kind of curious to show hands, how many of you guys have ever been asked to pray before something? Raise your hand. Pretty much everyone in this room, right? How, how many of you guys have ever said no? <laughs> why? why why do we say no uh, you don't have to answer out loud but why, why do we say no we all have our reasons right well I'll tell you for me most of the time that, that when I say no um, it's usually two reasons one is because in my family they think only the pastor can pray which isn't true <laughs> no it's not <laughs> so everybody can pray and everybody should pray and two, the other reason usually for me is because of insecurity. Insecurity. I, I, I'm afraid that, that if I say something wrong or if I don't say something right or if isn't, isn't, isn't it a beautiful prayer that I heard another pastor pray, it doesn't sound like that, then people look at me like, whoa, that guy don't know how to pray. But I want to challenge you guys. I want to, I want to challenge us. Not just in the aspect of prayer, but in the aspect of as we deepen our faith, as we take action to move towards a deeper faith, as we take the steps of what he's telling us here, the beginning of wisdom is this, that we get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight, that we prize or we seek it as treasure, as we do these things in faith, that we trust in the fact that God is at work in us. And because he's at work in us, he wants to do something through us. So when we pray, we're not praying for other people. That yeah, we may pray for other people, but we're not praying to please other people. We're praying to, to honor God and glorify God. We're taking action to show him that, that our love is for him that our trust and our belief is in him. 
And whether your prayer is 10 minutes long or 10 seconds long, by the way, mine are about 10 minutes usually. Surprised they still ask me to pray. (laughs) But no matter how long it is or how many fancy words you need, it's just a prayer. Russ will get that one. (laughs) I use just a lot when I pray. But the heart of it is that our faith deepens when we take action. Do the things that God is asking you to do. Take steps of faith. Move out of your comfort zone. You know, this Friday, we're going to gather our whole church together. And I hope everyone plans on coming, whether you're a part of a small group or you're not. And the very reason is that my prayer, my hope over these next four Friday nights is that our faith would deepen. And that together as a family, we would seek a deeper faith that we would come alongside each other and encourage other, and, and we would get out of our comfort zones, the normalcies, our, our, our usual Thursday night gathering, our, our moments of, hey, I just know John and, and Fred and Tom, and that's all I want to know because I'm happy, I'm comfortable, it's easy. I can stay home and pull my weeds the rest of the nights. <laughs> See, God wants to move us. He wants us to take action See, and it's beautiful because even at the end of this chapter, he, he makes this profound call to action. As he teaches his children, as God speaks to us, he makes this profound call to action. If you look at verses 25 through 27, listen to what he says. He says, look straight ahead at the path that I've set before you. Focus in. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. See, it's a call to action. See, if our faith is going to deepen, then we need to take action. We need to take a step of faith. We need to move forward. And I want to challenge us here as a church today. I want to challenge us as a family of of believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. If you walk with Jesus, if you profess a faith in Jesus Christ, I want to challenge you to take a step of faith. I don't know what that step is for you. You know, there's, there's some areas in my life where I have to get out of my comfort zone that God's trying to move me from my norm and my comfort I want to challenge you to to take that step of faith, to to understand that as we gain insight together, as we understand better what God's word has for us, to know and truly discover that the only way to do this, the best way to do this, to take that step of faith, is to do it as a part of God's family. Do it together. I, I want you to look at the wall real quick. And I know those signs are pretty. Someone in our church designed them, by the way, and it wasn't me. Well, they're pretty, right? But they're not just there to be pretty. They're there to give us a reminder. And I, and I, I know it's not as highlighted as it probably should be, but the, the greatest reminder of all that, not only is it God's word underneath, but is in the middle where everything that we do, gather, we gain, we give, we do it all together. Yesterday, we had a, a men's breakfast and we had some gentlemen sitting at the table right over in this corner that don't go to our church. And I, I noticed that they noticed the signs and they read them. 
And these men, they, they come from a tough background. I just want you to know they're from a ministry here in, in Rio Rancho that we partner with and kind of uh, just pray with and encourage. And, and anyways, they, they come from some tough backgrounds. And, and so they're reading these signs. And as they're reading them, every time they say it, they say together, together, together. And I, I got to imagine that that picture, these pictures that were hanging on this wall were speaking to these men in a way because I just kept hearing them say together. And I believe that's what God is telling us as a family. Together. 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 I hope you hear that. I hope you're listening. And I hope you're ready to take that next step of faith. Well, together as a family. Let's take the word of God and put it in practice. All that it teaches us. Let's take it. Let's seek after it. Let's treasure it. Why? Because again, where our treasure is, there our hearts will be also. And we can only serve one master. And that master should be who? Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. Listen for his voice. Open your hearts to him and put your faith to work. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning for your words of encouragement, Father. We thank you for the reminders of your love and your grace and how you are truly our Father. Lord God, we, we come into your presence in the name of Jesus. Father, And we ask that you would search our hearts this morning. Father, we have placed our hearts in areas in this world that, that uh, unfortunately uh, we've regarded as treasure. Unfortunately, we've, we've given over ourselves to, to idols in this world, whether it be a, a relationship, whether it be our children, whether it be our spouse, whether it be our job, our career, whether it be things and possessions, whatever it is, Father, we have sacrificed the love that you offer for us and to us for the love of this world. But this morning, Father, this morning, together as a family, we are going to turn our hearts to you and we ask that you would search them. Father, that you would reveal to us the things that you want to remove from them and you would fill us with your spirit and we would come back to our first love, which is you. Father, that we would come fully surrendered. Father, that we would seek your word as silver, as hidden treasure. Father, we allow your word to, to penetrate our hearts, to fill our hearts, that our hearts would, would just breathe out this life that you've given us, this life more abundant. Father, it's through the power of your spirit, through your son, Jesus Christ, that we find this hope, that we find this life. Father, whoever is here today that may not know this life, I pray this morning that today would be the day that they begin that life with you. Father, I pray that today would be the day that we go on this, to, this journey together as a family. Father, because we believe that, that you're doing a new thing. Father, that you are at work in us so that you could work through us. And together, Father, as your children, that we would bring glory to your name, that we would seek to praise you, to honor you, and to glorify you, Father. Lord, I pray that your hand would be upon every heart that is here in this moment. 
Father, that you would speak to them and that they would listen intentively. Father, that they would hear all that you have for them. Father, and not only would they listen, Father, but that they would be, that they would respond to you, Father. In whatever way, however you're stirring their hearts, Father, that they would respond to you in these moments. As we sing these last few songs, Father, we love you and we praise you for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.